You're listening to the Leadership Jam Session Podcast, the place where you'll get to hear leaders at all levels of management share their practical solutions to the management challenge you face every day. So let's give it a jam. I'm your host, Rob Fonte. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Leadership Jam Session. Today's guest is Carlton Utter, the Vice President of Career Development at Howard Hanna, who has over 20 years of experience in the real estate industry, with the majority of that time, about 18 years, spent in leadership roles. And when he's not spending time with his friends and family, he's rocking it out with his band called The Hazmats. Carl, welcome to the Jam Session. Thanks, Rob. Awesome to be here with you. I know you're ready to jam with me because you literally do jam with your band. So I have some questions for you around that, which I'll save for a little later in the show. All right, awesome. Why don't we start out? Let's talk a little bit about your leadership journey. Maybe you can walk through your your background. Sure. I actually, I, I always wanted to be a musician. When I graduated high school, I went to college for music composition and quickly realized that it just wasn't really the career path I wanted to go on. I was working in restaurants and bartending and waiting tables, and I really enjoyed being up in front of people and being able to service them and just that, that the whole hospitality restaurant industry I really liked. I started to take some public speaking classes. I was doing a lot of PR, advertising, marketing. I caught on with an internship. And uh, I really fell in love with the marketing side of everything. So right after college, I started with uh, a, a privately owned real estate company. It was great. It was, hey, Carl, we need somebody to help cover training. Would you like to do that? And my personality is always, you, you say yes, and then you figure it out. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I'll do that. And they're like, hey, can you help us with this? Yes. So while I was there for two years doing marketing, they started building out an entire recruiting division. And I was heavily involved in building that out and interviewing people for it. And I kind of stopped and said, hey, is this something that I should look at doing? And they said, absolutely. So that was my first step into leadership because I came in and I inherited two people on a team within the recruiting division. And then from there, I really just, I I, I fell in love with the recruiting side, which to me was very salesy. And I got Mm -hmm. my real estate license while I was doing it. And they started to look at a new position they were doing, which was a a management apprentice program, which was finding people that loved sales, but didn't necessarily have a background, but might one day be a good real estate manager. So again, I said, hey, is this something that I should be looking at? And they said, absolutely. I got my real estate license. I moved right into real estate sales for three years while I trained and learned and was mentored on how to run a real estate sales office. Immediately at the three-year mark, I got my broker's license and got moved into management. Mm -hmm. Another opportunity came up within the same company to move to a different office. And I took that opportunity and it moved me a little bit closer to where I grew up. I was there for five years. And then I was kind of thinking, what's next for me? And I ended up catching on with a franchising company. And I ended up running all of their training and development across two countries, so Canada and the US. They had over 10,000 agents and I ran training and development for them. Then I ended up moving into a uh, more of a leadership role where I was doing specialized consultations with the brokers and the franchise owners, taking on a lot of major projects, rolling out technology, overseeing diversity and inclusion, all of relocation. Then that led to me moving to another franchising company where I helped build out a systematic approach to servicing clients and looking at all of the products and tools. I then transitioned from that role into leading their academy, so their entire training division. And then I had an opportunity to go over with the company I'm at right now, Howard Hanna, to, to lead education and recruiting and career development for all of Howard Hanna. I think it's important 
for people to just kind of know how you, you can't say no to opportunities. You, you keep yeah. looking for kind of what's next if you want to keep growing professionally. Sure. Yeah, no, I mean, it's a great story. My first management gig was in sales as well. And then eventually ended up in a similar role as you as kind of doing management training and, and development for managers, emerging leaders as well. So you have a lot of obviously depth and, and experience. And to go back to your first management position, and it's great to hear that they had some type of program to help prepare emerging leaders, kind of like you were in a program that helped you prepare to, to take over a team, which, which doesn't exist in the majority of organizations across any industry. So it's great to see that. I am curious though, with all your experience now, as you reflect back and you think back to the first management position, what do you wish you knew then that you know now? Uh, I tell you that first management position, you're like a deer in headlights. I remember I went from being part of a sales office and even in my recruiting position, everything I did, I was, I, I, I don't want this to sound the wrong way, but I was well-liked. Like I got along really well with everybody and I was respected. And meanwhile, I respected everybody else who was always mm -hmm. looking to learn. And when they announced me as the manager, everyone was just kind of quiet. Like there was no reaction. And I'm kind of like, oh boy, what's going on here? Here I am in my mid twenties, taking on an office of 50 plus independent contractors and a couple of employees on the staff. So the, the first office I took over, I loved the people there. I loved everyone I got to work with. They were great, but I was really just going in with the mentality of, I, I got to figure this out. And I was almost looking at it as I just need to maintain what was going on. I didn't go in with a, a true plan of how I wanted to grow the business and what I wanted to accomplish. It was like, okay, this is my first management gig. I got to figure this out. I probably spent too much time trying to be everybody's friend, which I think mm -hmm. is important because relationships are extremely important. I felt like I had to win them over with kindness. I just went into, hey, let's be friends. Let me tell you what I'm about. And I'm a pretty authentic straight shooter. Yeah. So I just really went in in that direction is I got to connect with these guys and keep them motivated, keep them excited without really thinking about what I needed to do to move the business forward. I recently did a workshop where, where this came up with, with new leaders and the whole concept around, can you be somebody's friend or does that put you at a disadvantage? And again, the inclination is you want to build relationships. It's obvious you kind of go down that path because you want people to, to trust you, but there is some disadvantages in going too far in that direction. You know what I learned is that they want to have someone that they can come in and talk to, and that's going to be personable with them, and they're going to be able to have a conversation and that they can learn from. But at the end of the day, they want somebody, I, I felt, that really held them responsible and would also challenge and push them. And I think the one thing I learned from that, that first experience is that I really wasn't challenging them enough. We were doing a tremendous amount of business. It was a great real estate market when I first started managing. They had incredible an incredible culture and, and a great work ethic and habits in that office. So I didn't feel like there was too much I needed to do. I fell into that maintaining the office kind of trap. And yeah. so for me, it was like, oh, let me order pizza. Everyone's in the office. Let me be the hero. And that stuff is great. You need to do that. But I also needed to be sitting down and saying, look, where do you want to be in a year, in three years, five years, 10 years? You know, what are your goals? Are you happy with how your business is going right now? If you're not, what can we do to adjust that? Let's come up with a game plan. And so where I think I, I faltered a little bit was I didn't act enough as a coach 
I, I just acted as a manager. Yeah. And I think you do have that, have to have that kind of coaching component to it where they feel like there's somebody there holding them accountable, where if, if they don't do the business that they needed to that month to hit their goal, that somebody is there to say, hey, what do we need to do to step it up next month and double up to make sure that you're where you need to be financially? It's so true. And most of us go through this. I fell into the same trap too and realized years later, I was like, ah, I could have definitely done a better job of coaching earlier on. But there's that fear that you're going to demotivate people. They're not going to trust you. You'll somehow damage the relationship. But at the end of the day, it's kind of what you said. They need to be challenged. And in most cases, they're looking for guidance on how to do things better or get some perspective from their manager. But in the beginning, it's intimidating when you mm -hmm. first take over a team. It is. I think this leads into a, a conversation too of looking at as a manager, sometimes you really need to, to stop and, and understand your role and how you influence others yeah. and, and how people really look up to you in that position sometimes. And, and it, when you stop and you really think about that, because a lot of us get into management, we recognize, okay, wh what's, what are our roles and responsibilities? But we don't see the amount of power that we really have to accomplish things and to move projects forward. And how do we get people to interact? Like I've always been a, a manager that tries to lead by example through motivation and enthusiasm. I, if you couldn't tell like real estate and leadership, I'm very enthusiastic about that and it comes through. And I want the team to see that I have conviction and belief in things that I want to accomplish and how I want them to be a part of that. And I want to be able to recognize those folks on my team when they also share in these accomplishments. I like to quote Uncle Ben from Spider-Man, which is you know, with great power comes great responsibility, right? Yeah. So a lot of us just fall in that trap of maintaining. And we don't realize that if you are a sales manager, specifically a sales manager, your job is to grow the business. Mm -hmm. And you do that by motivating and leading others and elevating others and empowering them to, to want to do more business. If you want to grow, you're looking at bringing good, talented individuals that are going to buy into your culture and support the culture that you're trying to build. And then you're looking at taking the folks that you currently have and how do I help get them to the next level? And mm -hmm. in real estate, everyone is a true independent contractor. You can't tell them what to do and make them do it. You have mm -hmm. to excite them and get them to want to do it themselves. I can appreciate the challenges of working with independent contractors that may not be your employees and some of the additional challenges around that and trying to get them to a higher level. I got to imagine though that a good sales manager in real estate also finds ways to demonstrate to their agents that if they can do things, they find the opportunities to help them improve some of their skill sets, that they'll increase their overall production. I got to imagine that that's still part of the process, right? And coaching them? It is absolutely. As a sales manager, real estate is a, a volatile industry. You as the sales leader, you're looking at those numbers, what's happening, where are the challenges, where are the opportunities, and then helping your entire team. So you could find those little bits and pieces. So if you notice that there's a certain section of town where you don't have market share, meanwhile, you're seeing more properties coming on the market and selling or a higher average sales price, you need to recognize that and start pulling some people over and saying, hey, what do we need to do to get some extra marketing going in this area, this opportunity? As that sales leader, you should be looking at the big picture of how do mm -hmm. I grow the office? 
but more importantly, like who on the team is the best person that can help you get to that point. Yeah. And then there's other times too, where you, you want to help people get to that first transaction. Mm -hmm. There's been times where we've brought somebody on and real estate is a very tough gig. And you know, people watch HGTV and they think, oh, you show three houses, they pick one. It's all great. <laughs> they watch million dollar listing and it's right. all fast cars and freedom and super suits. And it, it's tough being on the streets, getting in front of sellers and, and buyers. And right now, especially in this market, it's extremely challenging. So there's times where if I had a new agent that was really working hard and doing everything they needed to and just not getting those opportunities, I would want to help them out. Because that says a lot, I think, for them now to really buy into my culture, what I'm about. And I want to get them into production. And sometimes they just need that one unit or that one deal. And then if you put a deal together, sometimes you're looking at two or three months before it closes and you get paid. I, I really embraced new people coming into the industry. I, I would set up programs where one, one month we, we hired 11 new agents in an wow. office. Wow. And I, I was like, how do I manage this? Because they have a lot of questions and they want to get started. Meanwhile, I had strong producers that were cooking and they don't want to be answering questions. They're out in the field selling real estate. So I set up a rising stars program where we met every Monday and Friday and they had to come on Monday. And on Monday, they basically talked about what they did over the weekend, who they worked with, any challenges they had, success stories. And then on Fridays, we would get together to talk about what did they accomplish during the week to move their business forward? And what are they doing over the weekend to be able to get out? I want them out mm. in the product. If, if you yeah. sell real estate, you need to be in real estate. You need to know that product. So even if you don't have clients, you need to go preview properties. You need to be finding people to take out and show them homes. You need to be going on appointments because that's the only way you're going to learn how to get better. So the sales leader, the manager, the broker in the office is pretty key to the development. And I would imagine even does it tie into the retention of your salespeople as well? Absolutely. As a sales leader in real estate, one of your primary responsibilities is to recruit. You're always looking at strategic growth. I won't mm -hmm. say growth. I say strategic growth. You're looking at what you want to accomplish and how you need to get there. And sometimes it's finding new people to join the sales organization that focus on particular neighborhoods or market areas. Sometimes there's markets that you can bring people